Hi friends. Thanks for taking time to listen to the true selfie podcast. I hope the next few moments encourage you and give you hope in the season of life you're in. But most importantly, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit begins to transform your life from the inside out. Here in this space, we speak biblical truth. Our goal is to expose the enemy for what he is, and that's a liar. So sit down, grab a cup of coffee, take a drive, whatever you need to do. Let's allow God to pour into us our true selves. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of the True Selfie Podcast. All right, welcome into True Selfie, guys. I'm so excited. It's going to be a phenomenal episode today. And I want you guys to get pumped because we're going to talk about a topic that is really close to home for me. But I have a guest with us here today. And I want to talk um, about her because I think she's one of the most sweet and kind and caring people I have ever honestly been in a friendship with. Um, she is someone that goes to my local church. Her name is Katie Stanley. And um, Katie, say hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, but I'm really nervous. I know. She's going to be so good. I said, Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Just calm them nerves because it's going to be fun. Yes, amen. Um, so Katie is here with us today. Um, like I said, she's the, one of the sweetest. She is the best person to go to when you have um, something to pray about. She, When she takes prayers, she takes them and she goes... And whenever you go to her, I'm like, I know she's going to pray for me. I know she's going to take it to the Lord in prayer and she's not going to tell anybody. That's a friendship that not a lot of people have. So, um, Katie, tell, there's a lot of people on the podcast that don't know you. So tell a little bit about yourself, anything you want to talk about, you can share with us. So I am just so excited to be here and I am so thankful that Brooke gave me this opportunity. Like she said, my name is Katie Stanley. Um, my husband and I, attend the church that Brooke and Jesse go to. And we are prayer pastors there. We were the youth pastors and we worked closely with Brooke and Jesse because they're the children's pastors. So we got to know them really well. And I'm just so proud of Brooke and everything she is doing with this podcast. I've got to listen to a couple of them and it's just really awesome. So thank you so much for allowing me to be here with you. Yes. Um, she actually came to me a couple of months ago and said like, hey, whenever you need somebody to come on, I feel like God's placed something on my heart. And I said, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. And so um, we kind of, it's been a few months ago and I've, we've tried to make it work, but I feel like the timing is exactly where it needs to be, that God's hand was on this topic. Um, kind of share like when you heard the first podcast, like what happened when you were listening and like the way that God gave you what you want to talk about today? So I had never listened to a podcast before. Um, Brooke sent me a message saying, Hey, I got this podcast, um, releasing, would you please pray about it with me and listen to it? So if any of you do know me, I'm kind of social media and technology <laughs> <Right>. illiterate, <Yes. laughs> very, like I still have a Yahoo email. Right. My daughter oh. <laughs> makes fun of that, yes. but you know, it gets me through. So I'm like podcast. I don't even know how to get to a podcast, like, but I found it true selfie. Yes. And I listened to it and immediately just the Lord was giving me scriptures and just giving me these little bits of information. And I just wrote them all down. And I didn't know what it was right. about, what to do with it. And then he's like, 
tell Brooke that if she ever wants somebody on her podcast, that's what that's for. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So I did. And she's like, oh, thank you. Like immediately. So I know it was a God thing. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. And I think as you hear just what we're going to talk about today, I think um, it's going to resonate with you, your spirit. Um, You may relate to um, Katie's testimony and um, you know, and be able to kind of pull, you may be actually in the situation right now that Katie maybe was in at one point and it's just going to speak to your heart. And I just pray that your ears are open at this moment to hear exactly what God wants to hear from you because it is God ordained. The timing is perfect. And, um, I'm just excited now, as you came in, you probably realized the title already. And I wanted Katie to kind of talk about that because I think when you, first read the title, which is daddy issues. Um, it can kind of lead to maybe the wrong thought as you open it up. Would you agree? Yes, very much so. So the daddy issues title is very misleading to a lot of people. Daddy issues mean issues with a heavenly father. Mm -hmm. I mean, an earthly father. Mine are with a heavenly father. Mm -hmm. So, I think the reason that it's taken so many months for this to kind of come about is that the Lord was still working on me to be able to share this part of my life, Yeah, to be I, able to share this absolutely. testimony because I'm a very quiet, very reserved, like don't talk to anybody about anything type of person. Yep. And so for me to bring all of this out, especially on a podcast, yeah, absolutely. this is huge. Yes. So I think that the Lord had to work on me, letting me know that it's okay for other people to see me as not perfect. Right. I know. And I think vulnerability is something that doesn't get shown a lot in the Christian faith because, um, you know, especially being a pastor and a pastor's wife, especially being in leadership, people will especially being, you know, me being on a stage to lead worship, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I look perfect right now, you know, but there's a story to like my life. And just like you, there's a story to your life. And some, it's hard to share the nitty gritty, dirty, you know, you know, dish rag water stories, you know, but, um, that's how we relate to people. That's how we, you know, share God's story in our life. Our transformation happens through our testimony. You know, the Bible says we overcome not only by the yes. blood of the lamb, but the word of our testimony. And so that's what you're doing here today. Um, so let's start off with like Katie BC, like before Jesus, tell me about her. Tell me about, you know, just open the floor there. Okay. So I'm going to back up just a little bit because I kind of got off topic when Mm -hmm. we were talking about the daddy issues. Yeah. But so just to give you some background information about my dad, my dad is amazing. Yep. He um, is a true example of a godly man. Like he raised us in church. He took us to church. We never like got on a church bus or went without him. He was always there. He still teaches Sunday school to this day. Love that. Whenever I need him, I know he is like a phone call away. He sends us a scripture every morning, like the whole family. Um, He is my 17-year-old daughter's best friend. Yeah. It is so wild. But he is just truly amazing. So my daddy issues do not stem from an earthly father. Yes. So I just wanted to kind of back up real quick on that. Yes. Which I can relate to that too, because my dad was, he provided for us. He took us to church. Um, and then as 
um, you know, as we unfold your story, we're going to find out that, you know, my story relates a lot to yours. So I can't wait to kind of, you know, piggyback off what you're going to say, but, um, we had great earthly dads. Yes, we you know? did. And so, like I said, I was raised in church my whole life. Yep. Like I know, I knew God, I knew Jesus. I knew all of that. But during my teenage years, and this might get a little emotional. Yeah. I and know, I think that's I perfect. Like, you know, told this story. I know. And that's <laughs> so awesome because I was just telling Jesse, he just got asked to do a funeral for, um, his family. And I said, you know, it's good to like, you're going to write everything down. And then I want you to like speak it out because when you hear it for the first time, it's emotional. Mm. And I said, and your emotions are going to take over. And so it's great. I believe that when you're telling your story that there is vulnerability in it. So get emotional. I'm going to cry too. We're just going to both cry. (laughs) All right. So like 17, 18 years old, I'm going along in my life still, you know, in youth group, all of that fun stuff, living it out for the Lord, get my promise ring, all yeah, of that, yeah, you I know, that, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, mm, I don't need any of this. Yeah. I don't want any of this. I'm going to make my own plans. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't need you. Like I've got this all figured out. Mm-hmm. So I just decide that I'm done with church. Yeah. I'm done with God and I'm going to go over here do your own thing. and do my own thing. Yep. And so I know this is going to sound really, really cliche. Everybody says this, everybody's heard this, but this is true, 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 true. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, Yep. like searching for love in all the wrong places. And the reason I was doing that is because I had listened to, two lies of the enemy. Mm -hmm. So he kept just throwing things at me like, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You'll never be the only woman to satisfy a man. Like just anything that the enemy can tell you as a young lady, I believed. And I know that there's other young ladies out there listening that that can relate to that Mm -hmm. maybe in their past or maybe that is going on right now in their life. And I just want to pause for a minute and read this scripture. It's John 10, 10. It says the thief, which is the enemy, right? He comes only to steal, kill and destroy. Right. So right there, you know that anything that he says is a lie, right? He wants to steal your joy he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy your relationship with Jesus. So then Jesus says, but I have come that they have life and have it to the full. Yeah. So this awesome. scripture is how I know yep. that the enemy was lying to me. And I think that's where it starts for a lot of people too. Not even with just, you know, where you're talking, we're talking about more of like love and all that, but where, you know, addiction starts where, Um, you know, just all of the things that we deal with, that we struggle with in this world comes from being told by the enemy where, you know, who we are, who we're not. The identity I believe is that first step. If you don't know who you are, if you're not 
confident and believe exactly what the Bible says and you're not aware of it, the enemy has room to just kind of come in and plant those thoughts, plant those things that you're never going to have peace, you're never going to have joy. Um, you know, this alcohol is going to be so much better. It's going to solve all your problems. And so we really have to stop in those moments where and say, you know, is this true or is it a lie? Is this line up with God's word or it doesn't not? And, you know, identity is kind of that first place where it starts. Yeah. And so if you don't know what the scripture says about you, right, then why would you not believe like that how, lie? Exactly. How, how are you going to know where it's coming from? You know what I mean? If something comes into your mind, you know, and you're like, okay, do I believe this or not? If you don't have scriptural knowledge and read the word of God, you're not going to know whether it's truth or whether it's a lie. Right. So, but I will tell you that anything that sounds like you're not enough, you're not this, you're not that. Right. That is a very big sign that that is from the enemy right and care yep god says you are right yes so if it's you're not then it's, it's, it's probably not what we need to listen to right 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 if we only knew this though when we were in our teenage years <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? instead of thinking we knew everything i know yeah absolutely but you know how true is that you know the and that's the place where the enemy really can get our our kids is at that young age of, of not knowing, you know, and that's where it happened with you. And that's where it really happened with me too. So, um, so kind of just walk us through the next phase and, and where it kind of stemmed from then. Okay. So at this point I was already broken, um, because I had listened to so many lies from the enemy and just looking for that constant love. Right. My heart was repeatedly broken just time and time again, failed relationships. I just kept trying to find something to satisfy my flesh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, yep. but that's what I just kept doing was trying to find someone to fill that void. I was needing to be loved by God, right? but I was asking a human to fulfill that type of love for me. Then I was in a relationship um, for about six years of my life. And this was when I was attending church. Yeah. So this relationship was no good. This man was married and I had no business being in a relationship with him, but I was so broken that I didn't see a way out. Yeah. So I just continued. Um, obviously I tried to hide it from everyone, including God, but we know how that works. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and I think about like anything that was worth hiding, you know, anything that you feel ashamed about, anything that you feel like you can't bring into the light. Like if you can't bring, um, somebody to your parents, like he probably ain't good for you. Right. You know, if you have to hide anything, then there's another indicator that we were talking about. Like, um, it's probably not good. It's probably not godly. It's probably not going to bring any fruit to your life. It's probably going to just cause destruction, despair. Like you said, you were in a season of brokenness. Um, it's just not going to be good. No, it's not going to be good. And you're not going to like it. You're right. not. You're not going to be happy. Right. Because you're just still searching for something that they cannot give you. I was also at this point where you know the relationship's wrong, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to end it. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Like you're in a relationship, you know it's not right, but you don't want the other person to get hurt. So you're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to get out of this, but I know I don't want to be here, 
but I don't really know how to go either. And maybe that was the Holy Spirit too, you know, kind of changing your heart a little. And that's where I feel like the Lord finally said to me, if you stay, you are not going to like your life at all. Yeah. You cannot continue to do this. And I truly felt like I was going to die. Like it was that deep of a lie. Like Mm -hmm. I was living a lie. Yeah. I was doing one thing outwardly and doing something totally different inwardly. And you were still in church at this time, right? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So you're in church. You're been dating this man who's married for six years and finally praise God, the Lord like transforms your heart and makes you see that like, this is not a good thing for you, Katie. This is not where it's going to be, you know, where you see yourself in, you know, five years, it's not going to be good. Right. So do you remember that like moment moment? Oh yeah. So the moment was just like literally like pain, like physical pain. Like if I do not leave this relationship, yeah, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make it spiritually, obviously. Right. But I'm not going to make it physically either. So that's where God needed me to be, though. I think so, too. Exactly. Yeah. Was that I was at the end of my rope. Mm -hmm. Like, I had nowhere else to turn. I had nothing else to look for or search for because I had searched for it all. I had done it all. I had been through it all. And that was it. So I said, God, I can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I need have help. to. I have to give it to you. And um, I just wrote down one of my go-to scriptures during the time that I was <clears throat> dealing with this and trying to heal. And <laughs> last night at church, the pastor mm-hmm. used the scripture and I was like, hey, that's my, <laughs> but anyway, um, Psalm one forty seven three. it says he, which means God, right. Jesus heals the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and binds up their wounds. And I had never seen this scripture before that I know of in my life mm-hmm. until this very moment, God brought that scripture to me. Yeah. And that's I was, where you were. You was just broke. I was like, you really care about my broken heart. Right. Right. And I didn't know that. I did not know until that point that he could heal a broken heart. Yep. And the amount of love that probably flooded your soul at that moment to know that, you know, this isn't just a game. Like, I just didn't go to church just to go to church. I didn't just, you know, be in the youth group to be in the youth group. Like, I, it's all it has a deeper meaning. It's not just a routine. It's not just, this isn't just a religion. It's, it's the only way to have a meaningful, abundant life here on earth is Jesus. And the amount of love that probably flooded your soul in that moment to know that there is a God in heaven who truly loves you so much that he cares that you're upset. He cares that you're not in the place where you, he intended you to be. And I don't know. He just, he just loves his kids. He loves his kids so much. He does. And I, that's why I want to share this testimony and why I wanted to, um, come on the podcast with you is so that someone else can know that. Yeah. Like no matter where you're at, if it's daddy issues, if it's, um, 
issues trying to find love, if it's issues with alcohol, if it's issues with drugs, whatever the issue is, he can still fix all of that. Yeah. And I have um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, where it gives us the description of love. Yeah. Tough. That's uh, the definition of love is... (laughs) I just think about like when you're a teenager, you're like, you just say like, I love you to your boyfriend or whatever. Oh my goodness. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but tell us what, what first Corinthians 13 says. It says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, Mm -hmm. always perseveres. Love never fails. Wow. Amen. Like, can you imagine really trying to love someone that way? Like, like how, like, I was going to say, like, how do you do that? But I honestly, I don't know if it's. In our, in our, okay. In our flesh, it's not, there's just no way. <laughs> no, there's no way. It is impossible for a human being to even do one of those I know, things. I know. And it's funny because that's a scripture that like everybody reads when they're like getting married. I'm sure it was probably like in my wedding program or something, you know, but you don't understand that form of love until you understand the way God loves, you know, you. Yeah. That is how he loves all of us. Each and every one of us. He loves us that much. That way. It just, it blows my mind um, to think about. And I, and I think also that the amount of love that he has, that he pursues us so much. Like think about, your, your, you know, do your testimony in that dark, dark moment. Like he pursued you in that moment. You know, he never gave up on you. No matter you were in that relationship for six years, the bad, the ugly, the good, the highs, the lows, he never gave up on you. He pursued you until he knew that he could break you to the point where you could see his love. Right. You know, and thinking about, you know, just the testimony of my life is very similar to yours. I remember being in my parents bedroom um after my you know boyfriend at that time got wheeled out by uh, a police like they came searching for him 911 at my house at like midnight came got him sent him to jail and I'm just at the point I was like god this isn't the life that I wanted right. you know when I think about you know, I think about when I was a teenager, I had a list. I remember, you know, growing up in church, I had a list of like what godly, you know, traits that I wanted my husband to have. And it's funny to think about because I'm like, I wonder where that list is because I trust God so much that whatever my little teenage heart wrote down, I believe that Jesse has those traits. If I could find that paper, you know, yes. I trust God so much that I believe he was like, this is what I've wanted for you, right. you know? And I think that 
he heard that in that moment, but I, like you, went down a path where I just want to do it my own way. And it came to the point where I was broke, where I was like, this, I don't want my husband or, you know, the, the father of my kids to be carried off by a police officer in the middle of the night for something that I had no idea that he did. Like, God, this isn't the life that I wanted, right. you know? And so there is a part for me too, where I was like, I can't do it. You know, I got myself in this mess. God, can you get me out? You yes. know, I promise that if you get me, I remember saying that I promise if you get me out of this, I will serve you all the days of my life. And he did. And that's what we have to do. Yeah. That's where he has to get us. Because if we're not at that point, yeah. then we won't surrender to him completely. Right. We won't sell out to him. We won't give him every piece of our heart and every piece of our life. Because if we still have something to cling to in that old life, yeah. if we still have that little piece, that little lifeline, like, okay, God, I want you but I'm still holding on to yeah, this. Yeah. And if you don't work out, then I still yeah, have this over plan. here to go right. back to. Right. So he has to break us to that point where we have absolutely nothing except for him. I know. And I, and I want to say like, we don't have another option, but like, I don't want to say that because he is the only option. Right. You know what I mean? But sometimes it gets, he has to get us to the point where it's like, hey, you don't have another option. Like if you don't get yourself together and rely on me, like this is what your life's going to be like. It's yes. going to be, you're going to end up in death. So if you're in that moment right now, that's yeah. what it feels like to you. Is right. that an option? But what we're saying to you, because we have been redeemed, we have been set free. Right. Um, thank you, Jesus. We are on the other side of this, right? Um, daddy issues and love story. We want you to be on the other side as well. Right. Right. I think it, I don't know. It's, it's almost like our hearts, like God created us to love and to be loved. You know, mm -hmm. he is you know, there's a scripture that says God is love. And so many people misuse that and think that they can just, Ooh, I can just do whatever I want. Cause God loves, you mm -hmm. know, but he does have standards. Um, but we are made in his image. We're Christ-like God is love. So it is in our DNA to love and to be loved. Yes. You know, yes. and what we did when we were young and dumb and didn't know, we knew Jesus, but we didn't have that transformation that right. we needed, um, is we misplaced our affection in the wrong, we put it in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Our affection to be loved and to love needed to be first placed in God. Right. And what we did and what you may be finding yourself in is placing that in a person, placing that affection into I don't know. It could be your job. You could love your job more than you love God. You could love money. You know, wherever your affection is, is it where could your even heart be is. Your children. It could be your kids. A hundred percent. It could absolutely be your kids. Um, so we have to put our affection, our love into God first. Yes. And then all of that flows. Yes. Outside of that. So that kind of leads us into, um, like right now I told you, uh, my husband and I were prayer pastors at our church. So, you know, how do we get from brokenness, full right. of daddy issues, believing nothing except lies of the enemy to now? Right. And the only thing that I can say is that you have to pray, 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 and you have to read, read, read your right. word right. because there's nothing else that can help you. 
There is nothing in this world that can help you. I love our pastor. He always says, pray and read. And then when you get done, read and pray. Yep. So if you don't know what your heavenly father thinks of you and the plans that he has for you, how can you heal? How yeah. can you get past that point? Yeah. And that's what we're taking time today is to just let you guys know that he wants you to be loved by him, yeah. to have that perfect love, to be fulfilled in him. It's, um, you know, I just, it, it overwhelms me, I think, to the point where, because um, I know that God, um, he takes us through certain situations and he, and he allows things to happen to us for a reason to get us to that point of brokenness. Um, but if there's someone who has, I want to speak to the actual person that actually has daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like there are people who don't have an earthly father that they can cling to or, or look up to or, um, you know, gain wisdom or love or anything like that from, um, I think about the verse in Psalms where David talks about like, listen, my mother and father walked out on me and left me, but God never did. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Like he pursues you so much. So if you find yourself, like Katie was saying, where either you're misplacing your affection or maybe you don't have a dad or you're you're missing that fatherly love, you can find that in God. Like you can find that in him. He he is the epitome of what a fatherly Abba love is. Um, you know, you think about the, I think the Bible talks about the word agape love, which is just that fatherly, like right. over, it's just, it's a love that you can't even fathom, you yeah. know? And if you don't have that, he has that for you, you know, but it does take knowing him, praying, reading his word, figuring out who he is. Yes. Um, you know, who is your dad? Who is your heavenly father? You know? So he just loves you. He does. He pursues you. Um, and I'm just thankful that he never gives up, you know, he doesn't. And so I want to kind of just touch on like what you said about the list Mm -hmm. that Jesse probably has all of those. Nah, he's going to hear this and he's going to be like, his ego is going to be so big. (laughs) So, um, when I finally let go and finally let God start to heal, it, it wasn't overnight. Right. It wasn't just snap your fingers and yay, I'm healed. Yeah. It's a process. It's a long Mm -hmm. grueling process. I mean, think about, I was in just that relationship for six years. So all of that brokenness, all of that hidden I had no one to turn to because no one... Because it was hidden. You didn't want nobody to know, right? No one knew about it. I yeah. mean, there were people that knew about it, right. obviously. But in my mind, I wasn't going to be the one to go just share it. Yeah. So it took a long time. It really took a long time to let God work in me and heal me mm-hmm. from the inside out. Yeah. Because that's what you have to do. Right. You have to let him completely change you from the inside out. So when I finally just said, okay, God, I'm done. Like with the relationships, I'm done with the failures. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Then he said, okay, good. Cause this is who I have for you. Like, this is who you need to be with. And well, hold on. What was the time frame? Okay. Between those relationships, it was not long. Okay. Cause mine wasn't either. Not long at all. No. 
praise God. Yeah. He knew I was like. Exactly. And I know like he loves us that much that he knew, okay, my daughter has finally surrendered surrendered, and she is finally ready to be loved. She's being loved by me. She knows that she has to be loved by me first Mm -hmm. before anyone else can even try to love her. Right. And so he's like, okay, here you go. Right. So yeah, is, is my husband perfect? No. Right. But he's perfect. Sorry, Jermaine. (laughs) (laughs) He's perfect for me because that's who God chose for me. Yep. And so I just want to kind of like switch gears um, a little bit from the daddy issues to being in a loving relationship. Um, I always tell my girls in Sunday school. Yeah. So I do Sunday school at our church for basically any age girl, yeah. anybody. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just come on in as like 12 and up. Yeah. But um, I always tell them if a man does not love Jesus, he cannot love you. And I listened to your podcast, your last one, and you kind of touched on that yeah. a little bit. And I was yeah. like, yes. Like, you do hear that. You hear that when you're growing up. But it is true. I know. It is so true. It is so true. It is so true. I know. Please believe it. I know. Please, please, please. Somebody that's listening, don't take this path that we took. Yes. Don't take so long to figure out that you have to be loved by God first and that your husband has to love God first. Yes. Because he has no way to love you. He's not going to know how. To love you. No. Come on. We, we women, we are hard to love in general. Like yes. it's hard to, he's like, sometimes he wakes up and he's like, okay, who is this today? Who do I have? Do I have like the sweet brook or is this the brook that's about to go off? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we, there, the only way that he, your husband or your future husband, your spouse one day is going to understand how to love you is by God. He's going to tell him how to love you because he created yes. you. Yes. So he's going to give you someone to love who knows him so he can know how to love you. Yes. So that just takes us right back to that First Corinthians 13. Yep. All of that. Read that. Get that in your heart. Know that that is how God loves you. Yep. Like that is how God loves you. And then I also have a scripture. It's It's kind of lengthy, but I thought it was really important to go along with this and um it's from the message version so that's why it's a little bit yeah, more lengthy I love the message <laughs> I do too it's like my lingo and it's where it talks about husbands loving wives yeah and I know that this scripture kind of sometimes can be a hot topic because <laughs> of the sim is this the submit one well like wives submit to your husbands? No. Oh, okay. Because that's touchy. That is touchy. <laughs> but I'm going to try to read this, get through this. Um, but just think about how this is worded. So it's Ephesians 5, 25 through 33 in the message. It says, husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Mm-hmm. Okay, just right there. Mm-hmm. Like, if your husband doesn't know anything about Jesus, doesn't know anything about the Bible, how is he going to know how to treat you? Right. And if you think about, I just I'm thinking about like that relationship that I was in. 
all he cared about was getting from me. You know, right. you know, it was but never that's human about nature. I know it's, it's the flesh. It's the sin in our lives, you know, but use that as an indicator for your relationship that you may be in yes. right now. Is yes. it, is he only, or is she only getting, or it, are they giving? Right. You know? Right. And then the rest of it goes on to say Christ's love, Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how a husband ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. I like to be pampered. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, I do know you like to be pampered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then it says, sorry, I lost it. You're okay. No, pamper me I got all on day. Pampered. I know. You're like, <laughs> Jermaine, if you're listening. <laughs> this is what I would like. Yes. Don't you have to spell it out a lot of times, don't you? Yes. Like absolutely. Write a list. Yes. I send links and it still doesn't go right. I don't know if it's if crazy. That's normal or not, but I, I have no idea. I, you've been married a little bit longer than me, yeah, so well it's not saying much. <laughs> okay. We do love our husbands. Okay, we do. we do. We do, and they are really good. And they're godly, great godly men. They are. Okay, so after it says that. It says, that's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. And this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself and loving her. And how each wife is to honor her husband. And just think about that. Christ loves the church. Like Christ died for the church. And Christ is coming back for the church. You know? That's the ultimate love. Yes. There is no greater love than that. Yep. And the only way you can love that way is through Christ. Yes. You know? He establishes. He's the foundation so if you don't have it, you're building on, you know, sandy ground. Yeah. It's going to fall apart. Think it's, about the divorce rates, you know, skyrocket. It's just because people aren't building on God's word. They're not building their, that marriage covenant is so valuable and important to God. Um, he is a God of covenant. He's a God of promise. He's, yes. you know, and so when we make those vows, um, and we're not building them on God's word. That's where that, you know, shaky stuff, the shaky ground, the divorce, all that kind of just like, you know, festers and, and goes downhill. But cause even those of us that know the scripture that it's still that, hard, it, it is. Yeah. It's still hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy to think about and it's crazy to, um, you know, if, okay, let me ask you this question. Like I can see now coming you know, being out of that and asking Jesus, he transformed, he's pulled stuff out of me that needed to be pulled. He's healed my broken heart. Kind of like how you've said, um, now when I look back, 
do you see God's hand? Do you see his protection? You know, and even in those situations. Oh, yes. 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 I know. And you don't see it in the moment. And someone listening, you know, you may not, it may be a life altering broken moment for you. But can I just give you some hope today and some encouragement that he sees you, he is here for you, and that he is protecting you. What may seem like a really bad situation, you know, it may be protection. You know, it may be he's guarding you and just, you know, making sure that you get out of where you're at, you know, and it, it may hurt. It's probably painful. Oh, it will hurt. But it's protection and it's, he just, he loves you so much that even when you're doing stupid, you know, he still protects you. And he's right there. Like we feel like he's so far away and we say like, when he found me, Mm -hmm. no, he didn't find me. I found him. Like we say that a lot. I still say that, but he never left me that whole time. He never left me no matter how far I pushed him away, no matter how far I tried to put that blanket up so that I don't, you know, I know he wouldn't see what was going on, Yeah, but he, he was still right there the whole time. He, and that is the most beautiful description I think about with, um, you know, in, I don't, I think I wrote down where it's in Luke where God pursues the, the one sheep, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the sheep in and of itself probably wasn't supposed to leave the pack, you right. know, mm-hmm. um, just like we weren't supposed to leave. Right. You know, um, the sheep made its own decision to walk away. The sheep was scared, broken alone. Um, but God leaves all of those 99 sheep just to go pursue the one that's hurting. Yes. You know? Yes. And, th- and let me encourage you also before we head out of here is I think we think about that story so much, but even after that, he picks that sheep up and he walks it back and he is not a like he's not shaking his finger at it. He didn't like whip it. He didn't like <laughs> he didn't like you know he wasn't mean to the sheep. No. He was just so 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 happy to have the sheep back. Yes. And so if you found yourself away from where you should be, if you found yourself backslidden from, you know, church or if you found yourself not praying or, or you're, you're just making the wrong decisions and you've just pulled away from the faith. He's not mad at you. No, you know, he just he loves, loves you so you. much. He, he just wants you. you to come back, you know? So just come back and don't make it so hard. No, you know, we make it so hard sometimes. We, do. we make it so hard. And that's another lie of the enemy. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. And he loves you no matter what. I know. Yeah. So quit being stupid and just, just do it. (laughs) Just get, just surrender. That's all he's asking for is a heart surrendered. Yes. Because in that moment, Katie, did you have your life together when you asked for him to surrender? Like you're like, okay, I'm God, I can't do this. Did you have all all your life together at that point? No. 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 (laughs) I'm like, so you're not going to have your life together. No. It's not going to be like she said, a snap of the finger. It's a process. It's a process. Yep. And just to go back real quick to where we said the relationship timing, like in between mm-hmm. that relationship and my relationship with my husband right. wasn't real long. Right. So my husband has had to work alongside me Agreed. in this healing process. Agreed. And God knew that. Agreed. He knew that I was going to need someone that was strong enough and that had 
enough faith in Jesus to be able to stand up and say, okay, that's in your past. I know you're still hurting. I know you were broken, but we're going to make it through and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help pull you along in this process because I don't, I don't know. I mean, it took, it took years. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with me. I, and you know, Jess and I, we've kind of shared a little bit of our story, but like we got married, we both believed in God, you know, we did it the right way. Um, but his spiritual walk was, didn't get fully developed until years after we were married. Um, and even, even though he wasn't spiritually mature as he is now, he still, had the type of love for me because he knew God that he could help me get through those things. Cause I went through a relationship with cheating, like lying manipulation so bad. Um, so I had a lot of things that I was insecure about because of the way I was treated. Right. And so, um, you know, there were times if we're just being real that I would be like, who are you texting to Jesse? Because I had that from the previous hurt and I hadn't had time to process and heal. Um, but God knew him, like you said, Mm -hmm. and he knew, he knew like he, luckily Jesse never had to deal with that. So he was able to, um, have more patience, I guess, with it because he knew that that was wrong. You know, he never would have cheated on anybody. He's just a super faithful guy. So he knew it was wrong and he hated that that happened to me. So he tried even harder to make sure that I felt secure in our relationship. He would do whatever it had to, like he had to Mm -hmm. do to make sure that I was, that I, but like you said, I, I needed time to heal too, you know, and it's a process. It is a process. And, um, I think that I just totally lost what I was going to say. That's okay. Um, It'll come back to you when we get off here. You're gonna be like, "That's what I was gonna talk about." It's okay. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, "Okay, that thought's left. Let me just see if I can make something else up real yeah. fast." It must not have needed to be said. Yeah. That's what we'll God's go directing with. this for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm just so thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you had um, the heart to share your story because not a lot of people would talk about their story the way you talked about your story and um nobody got to see your tears while you were crying um but I know without a doubt that they felt your emotion and they felt um that just the you're just a genuine person and and you genuinely want people to know God and to serve God and you know that's I want them to have that freedom that I have yes that love that I have yes I just being bound is an awful awful thing and when you have that freedom and you know that you know that you know yep. that you are loved more than anything in the world, it is just, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. It's just a whole new, a whole new perspective. You know, you look at life different. You look at your husband different. You appreciate things more. You know, you have more gratitude and you have more love for other people. Yes. You know, we go through things in order to help those who are going through things. And that's what you're doing today is you're, you went through things and now you're sharing your story. So other people hopefully don't have to go through the things that you went to, went through. So that is my biggest prayer is that this will touch someone at the point of, okay, I'm not gonna take that path or I'm not going to spend this many years being broken Mm -hmm. or this many years in a relationship that I don't need to be in. 
I'm going to surrender my life today Mm -hmm. to God and give it to him completely and let him take control and let him make my plans. Right. Because ultimately that's what we have to do. I know. And he knows what's best. Yes, he does. So I know this has been like kind of all over the place as far as the title daddy issues. Yeah. But the main thing is that the daddy issues were with my heavenly father. Yeah. And I caused them. He doesn't have any issues. Right. I caused the issues. Right. Yep. I'm just so thankful. And I'm just, um, I, if you're listening here today and this message spoke to you at any point, um, just take a moment as soon as this is over and just spend some literally, like Katie said earlier, read and pray, spend a moment with your heavenly father, get to know who he is, get to know his characteristics, get to know his love for you because he loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus to die for your sins. So we can one day see him again. And, um, like she started us off with saying, you know, he wants the abundant life for you. You know, there's more, don't settle my friend. Um, Leave the relationship if you feel like you need to, and um, just surrender your heart. It's an easy thing. Just surrender. It is an easy thing. And so I just want to pray today if um, you're not fully surrendered, I want to pray with you today, and I um, hope that you will take this seriously and that you will commit your life to Christ. So just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just come to you now in full surrender. God, I give you my whole heart. I accept that I am powerless without you, and I need you to take complete control. I give every area of my life to you. I acknowledge that you are God and that I am not. I ask you to forgive me for trying to make decisions based on my own feelings and desires. And I ask you to give me a desire for you first and foremost. God, I thank you so much that you heal my brokenness, that you can turn ashes into beauty, and that you don't leave us like we are. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Um, If you prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart, you know what? There is a party in heaven. Yes. You know, rejoicing, knowing that another sheep, lost sheep, was brought home. So. Um, thanks Katie for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. Do you feel so much better? I do. I know. I'm so, you're actually smiling now. (laughs) I am smiling and it just feels good to actually get that out. I know. I know what you mean. I know the bird because what God, when God places something on your heart, if you don't release it, like he told you to do, there is a burden that you walk with. Yes. You know, and so she's like, she's coming out of my house, like, like just, yeah, she's where are we be, going to eat? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in today to your selfie fam. Um, come back next week for another episode. Until then, have a blessed week. True Selfie fam, it is Brooke, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening, and I just want to say I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the more featured tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast. 
podcast, and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right, as little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal, or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.